Welcome to Destination Transformation Podcast, where we desire to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by bringing our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, my wife, Carrie Hunter. Hi there, friends, and welcome to Episode 4 of the Destination Transformation Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today, and I'm so thankful for all my faithful listeners who listen every week and have subscribed to this podcast. It is my honor to hear from you and know you are getting a blessing from this podcast. So please feel free to leave me a comment on this podcast or at ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. That's ChristianLifeCoachTools.com, if you have not done so already. Today is episode number four, and it's part three in our eight-part series called, What Are You Thinking? We began asking ourselves if our thoughts are true in part one, and three simple steps were given to prove whether a thought is true or not. We dug a little deeper into true thoughts last week in part two as we discussed how we can know if our thoughts are honest and gave some examples of the difference between honest and dishonest thoughts and how we can sometimes fool or convince and even deceive ourselves into thinking that a dishonest thought is an honest thought. My husband John joined us on the podcast last week and many of you messaged me that you enjoyed having him on as much as I did. So I've invited him back and am pleased to announce that he is here with me again today to discuss part three. John, welcome back to Destination Transformation Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back with you and your listeners. Thank you. It's great to have you. Before we begin, please allow me to open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ and for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you say in the Bible that where two or more are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst. I thank you for this opportunity you have given us today to open your word and learn from it. I thank you that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and that you give wisdom to anyone who asks for it. Please give us wisdom to discern truth from lies as we need you more than ever in these last days where lies are rampant, and where good is being called evil, and evil is being called good. Thank you that we have the truth. For Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We come to you now in Jesus' name and ask for your blessing upon our time together today and for your presence to be among us. May the words of my lips and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Today we're going to dive into part three of what are you thinking? Is it just? 
I just thought defined in Noah's 1828 dictionary is conformed to truth, exact, proper, accurate, as just thoughts, just expressions, just images or representations, a just description, just inference. John, what are your thoughts when you read Philippians 4, 8 in the context of thinking on whatsoever is just and in line with Noah Webster's biblical definition of the word just? Well, thank you again for having me on. And I just before we dig into this, I just wanted, wanted to say praise God. You're being such an encouragement to me even, seeing you trying to reach out to other women and encourage them in the Lord. In this day and age, so many of our elders and they they, um, they kind of drop the ball on it they kind of think they're retired and i just appreciate you using this medium which so many people use for evil and uh trying to reach out and encourage the saints and your sisters in the lord so thank you mm. you're welcome hey. so looking at just you know we went over i, I listened to your first show about truth and then i then i got to be with you while we discussed honest and I, I'm like, how does just play into this? And I read over the definitions, and then a lot of times the definitions, I have to go through and look up the verses to really substantiate which definitions are are right. And um, I see you went through, how many how many verses did you find with the word just in it when you looked them up? There were a lot. Um, this one that I thought applicable, because we're thinking of thoughts, that was the eighth verse. Oh, the eighth in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. I I want to think I saw your notes and I think I see eighty seven verses in the Bible that say that said just. Oh yes, you know, as so, far as verses in the Bible, yes, I thought you meant definition. You know, so of def- you know, I I remember verses about a just man or Jesus Christ being just, but I also remember something about a just scale and a just ephod, and basically just units of measure, a just balance scale, and. I kind of think of that one first, to be honest with you. Just, uh, I got a truthful thought maybe. And then I look at it, is it, am I dealing with it honestly? But the next thing is, am I being just with the thought? And I, I'm going to have to explain this one a little bit. But if I'm c- comparing the actions of my relative to the actions of someone down the road, when they're the same exact actions, am I justly comparing them? Or am I justifying one or or just not being uh, fair with it? In, in the scale or the unit of measure. Okay. All right. So I was thinking more in lines of, is it just regarding a thought? But that's really good too, to think about that. Like how are you weighing out whether or not a thought is just? I'd like to ask my listeners if they have ever wondered, like I once did, why it is so important to think about what we're thinking about and why it is so important to be determined to think on thoughts that are true honest, and just. The simple answer I came up with is because God says so, but he says so because he loves us and he wants us to do his will here on earth. I think many of us women forget what the chief end of man is, which is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. He created us and knows our design. He created us in his own image And as our creator, he knows each thought we think, and he also knows our thoughts cause us to feel emotions. 
Our thoughts are directly connected to our emotions, and when we think a certain way, it causes us to feel a certain way. When we feel certain emotions, those emotions have an effect on what we do, don't do, or how we react. And many of us don't realize this, and we go through much of our lives feeling full of worry, anxiety, stress, fear, you name it. When we feel these emotions, the effect it has on us can be paralyzing and we become unable to move forward for the Lord and his purpose for us. That is why it is so important to bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, according to the Bible in 2 Corinthians 10.5, which says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Have you been taking your thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ, my friends? Or have you been letting your thoughts wander around in your mind like an unsupervised toddler? John, may I get your thoughts on a couple examples of how thoughts have a direct effect on our behavior? Yeah, we we keep hitting this. It's our thoughts. We read about well, Solomon talks about them coming from our heart. I know growing up in this day and age, I, I normally think my brain, but Solomon references our our heart is where our thoughts are coming from. So, and we're, and I, and I look at it, and if my thoughts aren't being constantly redirected, challenged to the, and to the obedience of Christ and what he would have me thinking on and what he would have me doing, I, uh, I think I'm going to be wallowing in what the world is throwing at me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people like think that's like bondage or, or like hard burdens. But quite honestly, I just take a minute and ask yourself the, the entertainment and the, the sparkle of the world and the lies of the world that are quite entertaining. Would you, would you sacrifice that entertainment for peace? Because when our thoughts are on all those things that the world's throwing and the Satan's throwing at us and 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 they're coming from us, I, I really think the end result is going to be unhappiness and, and anxiety, which I know is like a big problem these days for a lot of people. But I, I think I'm going to choose the peace that passes all understanding. Mm, I agree with you. And as we already discussed, the Bible teaches us to think about what we are thinking about and to keep watch over our thoughts by focusing on eight specific virtues listed in Philippians 4.8. And we have gone over two of those eight virtues already in episodes two and three. We went over whatsoever is true in part one, and we went over whatsoever is honest in part two. So I encourage any new listeners to go back and listen to episodes two and three if you haven't already. Today, we are discussing part three, Whatsoever is Just. In the Bible, Paul tells us that ungodly, unjust thinking will taint the truth in our mind. Paul describes the destructive outcome of thinking um, as unholy and unjust thoughts. In Romans 12 of the King James Bible, we read, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. 
professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creatures more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. John, the Apostle Paul understood the power of one's thoughts, didn't he? Yes, ma'am. The, uh, in fact, I was just thought while you were reading that, I was uh, just thinking of a couple other Bible references concerning our thought life. If we, uh, if we consider Jesus talking about, or uh, in the New Testament, the verse is going over a little leaven, leaveth, leaveneth the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much, I'm going to call sin, and uh, to really start causing problems and wreaking, wreaking ravic. Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> Wreaking havoc in our life. So, and that thought life is very important. It, it's, it's gone over over and over again. Jesus Christ takes and essentially says the law for a New Testament Christian is moved into your thought life. It's not actually just physically doing something. It's what you're doing in your in your head. So it's definitely important that we need to check this stuff out and uh, purge the leaven before it you know, taints everything else and uh, so forth. So true. The Apostle Paul tells us that vain and foolish thinking will taint the truth in our minds, and if we allow our thoughts to think on such things, they will eventually have an effect on our emotions, which will turn into actions, and that they'll spiral in our lives down into the gutter of this sinful world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Some of us are assaulted by these unjust things at work or while going about our day doing honest business, even though we choose and desire to fill our minds with truth and honest thoughts and just thoughts in order that we may eliminate the risk of being persuaded by Satan's lies. Thinking on whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honest, and whatsoever is just takes a conscious, exerted effort on our part, though, and we have to be alert and on guard, don't we, John? Yes, ma'am. We're we're directed to do two things. I just thought of in the New Testament where it says to put on the whole armor of God, and part of that is with your your mind and another thing that uh, we're instructed to do is to pick up your cross daily so checking our thought life is a is daily work that we need to do we uh it's one of the conditions of having the two natures after you're saved we uh, i remember one songwriter said when we get we're going to get to shed our robe of flesh <laughs> and we're not going to have to deal with this stuff anymore hallelujah uh, but uh, right now paul you probably can quote the verse real quick. Paul has a verse where it talks about what he what he would want to do, he doesn't do. And what he does do, he <clears throat> what he does do, he doesn't want he, ugh, I'm I'm skipping. Can you say that verse for me? I totally I think I think all of us listeners and myself included know the verse and it is a tongue twister. Um he said something in effect to the things that I would not that I do and that which I would not that I do. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I actually just bringing that one point up is to 
not put yourself under condemnation in this issue. This is something that every one of us has to deal with. And this is definitely a, um, a strong attack of the devil, I, I believe, in this day and age. God, we, we are so bombarded with noise and distractions and bad thoughts and, and literally assaulted in the marketplace with, with pictures and thoughts and statements. And it shouldn't be that way. God, God will speak to us. God wants to, us to meditate on his word throughout the day. He wants to pray without ceasing throughout the day. He wants us to be listening to that that voice that he has that he wants to talk to us about. He, he wants a, you to have scripture come up in your mind when you're going to deal with someone or walking into a situation. And so he can lead you in that. And with uh, all these thoughts being, you know, and quite honestly, we willingly take it with our phones or with internet or, or, or television. All that stuff is a regular attack. So true. And don't we all get attacked on a daily basis with untrue, dishonest, and unjust thoughts throughout our day through all these means you mentioned and a host of other means? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an attack. You know, fiery darts, I think there's one reference that Satan Satan's throws at us. But, I, you know, God, God, will, God tells us that we need to resist that. And, you know, the devil will flee. Absolutely. The the devil is. Def- I've heard an old timer tell me he's a defeated foe. That's right. You know, and you just got to keep that. Remember, you know, there might be attacks still coming, but he is a defeated foe, and the Lord's got something great for you, and it, it's it's in heaven, and he asks us to keep our mind trained on him. He asks us to take these thoughts captive, and I, I think that's pretty cute mm-hmm. what you said about letting your mind run around like an unsupervised toddler. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. And um, we need to be asking ourselves if we're filling our minds with God-honoring thoughts or if we're allowing the media, the news, Hollywood stars, famous athletes or entertainers, Instagram or Facebook to tell us how and what we should be thinking about. So are you allowing worldly and ungodly thoughts to infiltrate your mind willingly? Are you asking yourself, what am I thinking, and is it true, is it honest, and is it just? Thankfully, God has given us His Holy Spirit to guide us through this life, and God has given us the solution to clean up the pollution in our minds. It is the Word of God, the Holy Bible. We must renew our minds according to the Bible in Romans 12.2, daily. Romans 12.2 says, And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That is what this Destination Transformation podcast is all about, really. And that's what ChristianLifeCoachTools.com is all about also. It's about walking alongside you as you learn to bring your thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ so that ye may be transformed into his image. If you haven't already checked us out, I encourage you to go to ChristianLifeCoachTools.com to find out how we can help you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be sure to sign up for a free coaching session, and there are also blogs and other resources there that you may find helpful and encouraging. Our inner thoughts directly influence our emotions and play a major role in the way we live. Our thoughts and our hearts are so connected 
that the Bible warns us in Proverbs 4.23 when it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The word keep in this context of scripture means a military watch. Like the soldier who is keeping watch over his fellow soldiers during a war. Remember, we are in a spiritual war and that war is being fought in our minds. Are you guarding your heart with godly thinking so everything you say and do in life will reflect the character of Christ? Or are you giving the devil a foothold by allowing your thoughts to go unguarded? John, speak to us a little about this. Yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, a little leaven leaveneth the whole loaf. So uh, we do need to be careful with this. We've got that little thought creep in there and it's a it's a little thing and it's going to grow. It's uh, pretty amazing what, what how powerful the spirit and the spirit life is, our thought life, and how, I don't know what the right word is, but how the devil can take us down so easily with it. If, if uh, like little foxes are, and, and darts being thrown at us, the uh, if we don't take care of those little foxes, they're going to spoil the vineyard and they're going to, tear up the good things, then the fruit's never going to come to fruition. So I agree with that. And our society is constantly bombarding us with things to think about that are not just. The media, Hollywood stars, famous entertainers and athletes, and the talking heads of our time invite us to think upon vain, worldly, and ungodly thoughts that keep us walking after the flesh rather than the spirit. The Bible says in Galatians five, nineteen through 21, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. John, would you be able to watch the news, a sitcom, a movie, or even a cartoon today if there weren't adulteries, murders, envyings, wrath, strife, envyings, sexual perversions, promiscuity, and godless living featured in them? Oh, it, it's all over the place. That it, on deeper look at it too. There's some that present that I'm going to you know use air quotes here. They present clean, but if you follow it to the end, they're removing God. They're removing morality. They they're the end. The end of it. On the surface, it looks good, but on the end of it, it's not good. And that that kind of makes me think of the, one of the other verses about just. It might be a slight deviation of the word just, but justify. I want to say. Isn't there a verse that says the wicked justify evil? Yes, we're going to be talking about that in a little bit here. (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to get the cart before the Mm -hmm. horse, but I was just thinking about that when you started mentioning all these TV shows or entertainment type stuff or even newscasts. You know, like if I have a a young child and I'm like, I need some time, so I put him in front of the television and I justify it saying, oh, well, I need this time and they're entertained by it and it's not that bad. And it's not even fit for my mind, never mind that young child. 
and uh, I'm justifying something that I shouldn't. And so we need to use we need to use that test accurately. You know, we can misuse it to to our harm, and in that say, case, to to a child's harm. Hmm. And I think it would be very hard to find such so-called entertainment out there void of the things mentioned, such as adulteries, murders, envying, strife, wrath, sexual perversions, and godless living. Yeah, when's the last time you <laughs> saw anything like that that's, that uh, you know had the gospel in it, clearly? You know what I mean? That quoted the Bible in it and was leading you and directing you to Christ. It's uh, That Jesus Christ word is a bad word in almost every environment I can think of these days, and Unless you walk into a church house with with Bible believers that love the Lord. Right, right. And it's so sad to say, but many professing Christians not only watch these things, they actually enjoy watching these things. And this should grieve us, as it definitely grieves the Holy Spirit. I don't think I need to ask any of you out there if watching those type of programs or media outlets, if it is just... I think we all know the answer to that. I I can just test personally. I thought when I became of age that oh I have a filter, so I'm not a little guy anymore. So I can I can apply that filter, and uh, you know filter out the leaven, filter out the the sin, throw out the bad stuff. But I that's a I think that's a straight up lie. Those those thoughts, those images, all go into your head, and then you got to process them. And even even if you can process them out, the time you spend processing them isn't spent dwelling on Christ. It isn't spent on something he could be revealing or showing or working through you to. And so you're, you know, are you being a faithful servant to Christ then with your thought life? Mm, very good questions to ask ourselves. That's a challenge for sure. And also... You know, when we allow ourselves to watch these things or put these things before our eyes, we're allowing ourselves to think on those things, which will eventually have an effect on us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So we must be on guard, dear friends, and stay on guard, because our adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Wow, you covered a lot of scripture tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, God's got such great things for us, you know, and uh, we get so satisfied with the, the scraps from the world and the devil. You uh, really do need to work on this thought life, you know. And I'm, I'm, I mentioned it earlier. I was really encouraged about seeing you use this medium of the podcast to reach some other women, and using uh, LifeCoachTools.com with your, that portal where people can sign up for coaching and they actually get to have a, another Christian woman sit side by side with them or talk side by side with them and, and work out some things that it's just a blessing to see that you reaching out and coaching some of these people 
locally and, and through the internet. Well, thank you, John. And I do thank you because you allow me to do this. And it, it truly has been a great blessing. And um, the women that I've been able to coach, is just, it's a wonderful, beautiful blessing to see them come around in their thinking and be able to get victory in their lives. I, I know I'm probably going off script here a little bit, but I know I've heard you talk to other women before and give them counsel and they're like, I'm in my house and I can't do anything. <laughs> and uh, I remember one lady, you, you set her up to mail tracks and encouraging notes to people through an anonymous way. And it's like, and I'm just... Uh, it's really cool to see how this is coming together, how the Lord's blessed and provided for you to set up this and uh, and go over his word and, and offer to help other women who want to manage their thought life. Ah, oh, thanks, John. It truly is my pleasure to do that. So, John, what is the most just thing we can think about? Well, my immediate answer is going to be Jesus, justice. You know, um, Absolutely. Just. He's just. I think it's an attribute of him, you know. And it definitely is Jesus Christ, um, the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and He is just. When we think upon Him and His Word, we are thinking just thoughts. The Bible says of Jesus that He is just. The Bible says God's Word is just. In the Bible passage of Psalm 1, we read, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. John, do you have it in you to expound on Psalm 1 and what it has in common with thinking on whatsoever is just? Well, that's such a great text there you read through. It's a, and it ties in so much with all those other concepts you just put out there. God shows you, tells you the promise of keeping your thoughts on him and it explains the opposite of it. And we've seen that so much in our lives. You see someone living for the world and living for the devil and you see how short their life is and what a quick end it comes to. But uh, God promises eternity to us through Jesus Christ. I don't know who's listening to this podcast out there, but there's something essential in the Bible and that's salvation through Jesus Christ. We read those verses and we read those promises and there's a, there's a promise of eternity with him in heaven to save us from a, an eternity of hell, to be in a father's loving arms, to be in a city that's glorified by him, and just joy unspeakable, free of all the torments and pests and troubles that we have here. So I just would like to encourage you, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the, uh, it's something you've got to do before before you pass on. You know, the, uh, Carrie would be more than happy to t- discuss it with any of you ladies on her website. Or John, he'd be happy to discuss it with any of you men. And you can find out more about salvation and how you can know for sure that you can have a home in heaven by going to ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. That's ChristianLifeCoachTools.com. The Bible clearly says that a wise person thinks upon what is true, honest, and just and seeks godly wisdom. As John mentioned earlier, there are 87 references to the word just found in the King James Bible. 
Proverbs alone has 10 references to the word just. In Proverbs 10.20, the Bible says, The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. Proverbs 10.31, The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, but the froward tongue shall be cut out. Proverbs 11.9, An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Proverbs 12.13, The wicked is sneered by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. Proverbs 17.15, He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 20.17, The just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. Proverbs 21.15, It is joy to the just to do judgment, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Proverbs 24.16, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Proverbs 29.10, The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. And Proverbs 29.27, An unjust man is an abomination to the just, and he that is upright in the way is abomination to the wicked. To think on whatsoever is just means to set our minds and our affections on Jesus Christ, the just, and his word. As we think on spiritual things that cultivate godliness and purity, such as whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honest, and whatsoever is just, I could just hear Paul's encouraging words found in the Bible in Colossians Chapter 3, verse 2, where he says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So I ask you, my friends, what are you thinking? Is it just? May I encourage each one of you today, and encourage you throughout this whole week, to steer your thoughts away from sin and the pleasures of this world and closer to the heart of God, because your thoughts will influence how you feel and ultimately whether or not you live your life for Christ. John, I want to thank you for joining us today. Didn't want to miss it. (laughs) Thank you, and I welcome you back real soon. Until next week, may you walk in the light of his word. God bless. Thank you for listening to Destination Transformation Podcast. We hope it has been an encouragement and blessing to you. And if so, please listen next week to Episode 5 in an eight-part series called What Are You Thinking?